the show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a good Friday afternoon to you from the Mike Douglas Show here on a beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon here in the Central Valley of California. I'm thinking if the political climate of California equaled the the weather climate, we'd be in good shape. But alas, not so much the case. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we get things kicked off on this Friday, this Good Friday, and uh, Good Friday and Passover greetings from all of us at the Mike Douglas Show as well as The other hats I wear in the community, greetings as well from advancing vibrant communities from Sherwood Bible Church, the Serving Church Fellowship, Mission Greater Modesto, the Greater Modesto Ministerial Association. Greetings to you this uh, very special weekend. Not only this is a good, good Friday, but it's also Friday, which means it's What's on Your Mind Friday. Normally, we like to have uh, the calls organized around the topics that we're talking about at the moment, Monday through Thursday. On Fridays, though, we open things up. If there's a topic you haven't heard addressed, or if you'd like to weigh in on a topic that you were unable to call in and talk about on Fridays, that's the time to do that on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Three, by the way, by the way, you notice, and, and we love the rain when it comes, need that so desperately, but with the rain come more titanium weeds uh, here in the Douglas Hacienda, and uh, the titanium weeds are staring at me and mocking me at the moment. Well, the titanium weeds shall mock no more. Come Monday morning, and this is due to my good buddy Greg Rivera in Oakdale, the John Deere shall ride again. Yes, it will. The John Deere rider mower shall ride again Monday morning, and those titanium weeds will wish they had not been mocking me so much over the past couple of weeks as John Deere really was on on life support but uh, he has been resuscitated, I am happy to say, and I look forward to uh, partnering with uh, Mr. John Deere again uh, early Monday morning. Uh, just a, a reminder for those of you who have the tradition of attending uh, Easter sunrise services on Resurrection Sunday, I've got the privilege of delivering the main message at the Lakewood Memorial Park annual Easter sunrise service coming up this Sunday. The gates open at 6 o'clock. We're underway by 6.30. That's a.m., by the way, 6.30 a.m. And uh, if you have a tradition of attending uh, Easter sunrise services, why, we'd love for you to come up and say hi. Again, that's coming up this Sunday at Lakewood Memorial Park in Houston. And uh, my mentor in vocational ministry, Pastor Ross Bryles, will be joining me as well, leading in the prayers for that morning. And uh, we want to thank you, by the way, for your response 
to a remote yesterday from American Veterans First in, in Riverbank. Not only are you a highly intelligent radio audience, not only are you great thinkers, great critical thinkers, but you respond with compassion and with generosity as well. Right now, we're going to go to the phones very quickly. Duke Cooper is on the line with us. Duke is the CEO and founder of American Veterans First. Duke, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. How are you today? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Well, uh, I wanted to uh, personally thank you, the Mike Douglas Show and thank you. Uh, it was definitely a God thing, right? You came at an opportune time, and not only did we meet our goal for uh, our next hop, which is getting ready to leave for Ukraine with humanitarian goods, we raised enough money where we're already buying humanitarian goods for our next stop, our sixth one. Mm. Uh, Because of our conversation yesterday, hopefully we got the Bible study starting real soon. I think I know a pastor uh, over there at uh, (laughs) iHeart, and uh, I've Excited, you guys! The the power of the of the iHeart Mike Douglas Radio Show is amazing. Well, Duke, it was entirely our privilege and our honor uh, to do that remote from your shop yesterday. And and by the way, friends, if you have not been there, the museum portion of the headquarters there of American Veterans First is I don't stunning is the word that I would use, really. And uh, if he's there, Duke, or, or one of his team there can take you through the museum. It is, uh, it is in one way sobering, and on the other hand, it, it makes you proud to be an American as well. Duke, you've done a fantastic job there, and, and again, it was our great privilege to join you yesterday. Well, thank you so much, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you all again. Absolutely. And Duke, by the way, can you give us uh, the the days and the hours that you're normally open? Yeah, we're open Monday through Friday, uh, 10 to 2. Normally we're there. If, if the veterans are coming or the people are coming, we'll stay until everybody's ready to go home. Uh, we're, we're, As you know, we're an all-volunteer organization. We love when people come to visit us, especially our veterans. So it's uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 2. Uh, but if, if a veteran wants to meet us early, I'm glad to get in there as early as need be. And uh, we're there to help these veterans not only navigate the VA, but make uh, make this world a better place for what they earned. Absolutely. And Duke, I think the other thing you and I talked about yesterday, and, and Duke gave me a personal tour through the museum. I think every kid uh, in the California Central Valley ought to come and, and tour that museum because it really does uh, give children and, and teenagers, preteens also just a sense of what it means uh, to have history, what it means to serve your country, and I know that they will come out of that building changed. And so encourage you, my friends, to uh, not only tour the museum yourself, but also bring your children or your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, you name it, very much uh, very much worth the trip and the time to attend there. I'm doing this from memory, Duke, 6436 Oakdale Road, am I right? 
Yes, sir. 6436. Right. Good memory, Mike. <laughs> 6436 Oakdale Road. That's uh, Oakdale just north of Patterson, uh, just past the Union 76 station in uh, Riverbank. Turn right into their driveway there. Again, Duke, uh, our privilege to partner with you uh, yesterday, and we look forward to partnering with you in the future as well, my friend. Thanks for what you do and blessings upon you as you continue to serve. Thank you, sir. All right, Duke Cooper, uh, the CEO and founder of American Veterans First in Oakdale, uh, or in Riverbank, rather, in Riverbank, 6436 Oakdale Road, just north of Patterson, just past the Union 76 station. I, I'm, I, and I'm very serious. What you'll see there will humble you. It will tug at your heart, but it will also reinforce why we have a right to be proud to be an American. And uh, again, I encourage you to bring children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever, bring them and let them experience that museum. Again, I believe they will be, you will be changed after you leave that museum. And I know the uh, your children or uh, your extended family members will be changed as well. So, again, our thanks to Duke Cooper and uh, Josh Whitfield. Josh, uh, on his way back to Ukraine with supplies that have been amassed by American veterans. First, they're heading back to Ukraine today. So we very much appreciate all of their efforts. Again, this is What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phones are open, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Coming up, I'll give you a quick update on what's happening in Kiev, Ukraine. And I also want to talk about this issue with Dianne Feinstein. I've got a couple angles I want to talk about. I'm, I'm not comfortable with what's happening there. I'll tell you why in three minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Thank you so much for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show. We so much appreciate you. And it's uh, my favorite time of the day, 3 to 5 p.m., when you and I get to talk about the issues of the day live and local here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, Before we get to, I want to talk about what's happening in Ukraine and also uh, talk about this issue with Dianne Feinstein. Before we do that, just picked up um, a a post from James Gallagher, and uh, it's in reference to, as you probably remember yesterday, the California Department of uh, Corrections and Rehabilitation was having an online hearing about about the early release program. And apparently uh, they had, uh, it, it, it was problematic. It was problematic. Here's, here's what uh, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation put out yesterday. And this is in like infinitesimal print. So I'm going to try to read it with my good eye. Uh, the CDCR said that technology selected was done so to accommodate the large number of public comments and interest 
in the good conduct credits regulations. They said our moderator was able to bring order to the public meeting early in the process by reminding participants of the rules and reminding people to be respectful of other participants. This is not uncommon in public meetings, even those held in person. CDCR ensured that every person who called uh, who called in for public comment was able to participate and ended the hearing only after no callers remained who wanted to speak. The hearing lasted for more than four and a half hours with opportunities for persons to repeat their statement or offer additional comments through email that are weighted equally as comments made during the hearing. They say that we uh, apologize for any inconvenience, but we appreciate the public's patience with the process and can assure that people were heard, all comments were recorded, and will be included in the next steps of the rulemaking process. The department also has other venues for public to participate in the process, including sending comments via email and traditional email. Uh, So James Gallagher, uh, one of our legislators, says, uh, and this was yesterday, I think, the hearing was a disgrace. Anything but an apology from California Corrections for denying the public their right to meaningfully comment on a proposal that would put thousands of violent felons back on the streets early is unacceptable. So there you go. Apparently, according to uh, another reporter that was listening, there were uh, many coughs and background noise and chatter drowned out by many speakers. Well, I've conducted a lot of Zoom meetings and I know how to control that, and maybe, they, maybe they're not as experienced at the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. So there you go. Uh, this note from Kiev, Ukraine. Apparently the bodies of more than 900 civilians have been discovered in the region surrounding the Ukrainian capital following Russia's withdrawal. Most of the dead were fatally shot, according to police. They say indicating that many people were simply executed. And, of course, if you remember as well, yesterday Josh Whitfield confirmed for us that Moscow's flagship ship in the Black Sea was sunk yesterday. And uh, U.S. officials are saying they do believe indeed it uh, was caused by a hit by at least one Ukrainian missile. So... As Josh Whitfield and his team heads to Ukraine, uh, the, the horror really continues to mount. Now, quick comment, by the way, again, today is What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phone number, phone number to the phones that are now open, 209-551-3483. If you uh, did not get to comment on an issue we talked about this week or you have another issue you'd like to briefly to bring up to us love to have you call in on what's on your mind friday 209-551-3483 so apparently four u.s senators three former staffers and a member of congress have uh, interviewed with the san francisco chronicle and they're telling the Chronicle that they believe Diane Feinstein, the senator, has a rapidly deteriorating memory. 
Now, here's the here's what bothers me. The sources who spoke to the Chronicle's reporters spoke on the condition of anonymity. And they said they painted an unnerving portrait of an aging Feinstein who struggles at times to recognize longtime colleagues and keep up with difficult discussions. Apparently one staffer for a California Democrat said, there's a joke on the Hill. We've got a great junior senator in Alex Padilla and an experienced staff in Feinstein's office. Now what what bothers me about this? Does this does any of this bother you? You think about it, start peeling the layers off the onion. We do, do you see any degree of hypocrisy here? You look at the president of the United States, and we see it on a weekly and sometimes a daily basis that it is very clear that his cognitive abilities are being compromised. Why they're being compromised, we don't know, but it's very evident that they are. He searches for phrases, searches for words, um, tells stories that he wasn't even involved in. I mean, it's very clear. This is not theory. This is not Mike Douglas picking on President Biden, we can all see it. It's it's a fact. It's in front of us all the time. So the, the hypocrisy to me is that Democrats are piling on top of Dianne Feinstein with anonymity, telling newspapers without providing their names, no sources cited, that Dianne Feinstein literally appears to be losing her memory, that she's got deteriorating cognitive processes, and yet they say absolutely nothing about President Biden. Do, do, you, do you see hypocrisy there? I do. Why? Why do you think there's that? Why do you think they're gunning for Dianne Feinstein now and not President Biden? Why do you think that is? 209-551-3483. I think it's a cheap shot. Now, I'm not, look, I am not a Dianne Feinstein fan. Politically, I really don't agree with her about a lot. But what I find abhorrent, what I find hypocritical is that her party members treat her differently than the President of the United States. She is a senator. She is a member of Congress, been there a long time. And so, you know, is it the fact, well, let's get rid of her, so we're going to anonymously make accusations about her uh, to a, a local San Francisco newspaper and try to force her out of office. My latest information is that, uh, well, at least last year, Dianne Feinstein said she intended to finish out her term. Apparently only 36% of likely voters uh, are approving of Feinstein's performance, according to a March PPIC poll. and That's down eight points from this time last year, her lowest rating ever. 
well, that's fine. What I'm objecting to is that they're treating this elderly woman in the Senate in a different way than they're treating the elderly gentleman in the White House. I don't think it's right. What do you think? 209-551-3483-209-551-3483. We'll explore that as well as uh, a couple of news items. What happened with the NW Root Beer in Modesto? We'll talk about that in five minutes as well here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we continue the conversations here on this Good Friday and Passover weekend season here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you so much for being with us. And just a reminder, this is Friday, and that means it's also what's on your mind Friday. Maybe you have uh, some topics we haven't discussed that you would like to weigh in on briefly, or perhaps you'd like to comment on topics you weren't able to connect uh, with us about earlier in the week. Friday's the day, 209-551-3483. Phone lines open for you today on what's on your mind Friday. I want to go back to this issue with Diane Feinstein again for a moment. Uh, It's worrisome to me. It's worrisome to me that these staffers and apparently another representative of Congress perhaps, these people go to a newspaper in Dianne Feinstein's area and they make allegations about her mental condition without revealing who they are. Now, there's another, and I understand Deep Throat and Watergate, I understand all that. But to me, in an issue like this, if you're going to make those kinds of accusations, you need to be man enough or woman enough to say who you are. It's a cheap shot, in my opinion. I mean, if it's true, put your name out there. And Instead, it's, you know, the Democrats secretly firing at Dianne Feinstein from the sides of the road, kind of like guerrilla warfare. This is, this is atypical of Democrats in California. Sad to say we're used to Republicans engaging in friendly fire. <laughs> happens a lot. But not usually with the Democratic Party, at least in, in California, there's usually solidarity. And it, it's very. What do you? Th- what do you think they're up to, really, regarding Diane Feinstein? To me, it's a cheap shot. She is in her eighties, and I again, I, I feel if they're going to make these kind of allegations, they need to stand up and identify who they are. 
And as uh, someone who was originally trained in journalism, I'm not sure I agree that responsible journalism is is happening here, which creates another thought. Is the media in cahoot? Cahoots with what's going on here. I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I would just be very interested in, in knowing what you think of it. What do you think the real issue is here? What do you think the real motives are? 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. w Restaurant, downtown Modesto, uh, one of the landmarks of downtown Modesto, Apparently, there was a, a fire earlier this week, I believe on Tuesday, uh, that occurred around uh, apparently 6 in the morning around the, the seating area. And when fire crews arrived, they found an exterior fire uh, that was possibly created by a warming fire that got into the building. Uh, the crews were able to quickly extinguish the fire, minimize the damage, But uh, there's still an estimated $10,000 in damage, according to Deputy Fire Chief Darren Jesberg. And uh, apparently uh, uh, local health officials are working with the owner to reopen as soon as possible. They said the owner has said they have an ongoing problem with transients sleeping and camping around the restaurant. If you remember... Uh, this is probably, I think, the third building fire in about as many days earlier this week, caused by apparently caused by transient activity. There was a fire at the former Orchard Supply Hardware on Sisk. Many of you may be familiar with that. Uh, the the damage was minimized by a sprinkler system in the building, and even the King Kennedy Center on Martin Luther King Drive, a place that uh, I frequent uh, quite uh, quite frequently, and uh, not to repeat myself, but uh, attended a, a lot of important meetings there. And uh, we have uh, our our medical team at Advancing Vibrant Communities has worked there a lot over the years to provide. Uh, medical screening services for folks that uh, find it hard to uh, to get to medical medical screenings. So we value the King Kennedy Center, the West Modesto Collaborative. Apparently, they had a fire that uh, caused moderate damage in their building Monday night. So, and and this A and W root beer place, by the way, in Modesto. Our uh, ABC administ- our Advancing Vibrant Communities administrative offices are not far away. Now, we, we don't do intake there. It, they're strictly administrative offices we have uh, because basically there's only enough room for uh, about three uh, working desks and, uh, and a restroom and uh, a little break room. And that's about it. So we, we don't have, uh, we don't do intake there, but... Uh, it is our administrative office, and we used to uh, when we had more staff working for us. Uh, we now uh, have uh, two full-time people and one part-timer. Uh, we used to walk over to A&W Root Beer, and we'd have staff meetings there. And There's nothing like a staff meeting with a good old A&W Root Beer. I'm telling you, there's, there's nothing like it in the middle of the summer. Uh, so uh, we, we hope that A&W is back up and running. 
But also the the underlying issue here is it continues to be a delicate balance between dealing with the homeless who may be creating some of these fires, apparently, according to the fire department, uh, extending them some grace and compassion versus the, the rights of the public to be able to walk without dangers and the rights of businesses not to have fires. Delicate balance. Not sure that we're, uh, we're hitting that balance well. I've been talking about Dianne Feinstein, these unnamed uh, people in the Democratic Party taking aim at her. I'm just wondering what, what's the real, real motive, what's really going on here. Let's find out what you think. Our phone number, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Carol, welcome to the Mike Douglas Show. Carol in Oakdale, what do you think about this situation? Hey, Mike. Happy Easter Friday. Um, I think this has really been coming on for a little bit because it's been a plan for Feinstein to be shoved out so Newsom can step into the senatorial seat. And um, it's not true that Newsom is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. He's actually related to her husband by marriage, but they have to get him groomed up and everything's going to be such a solid mess in 2024 that they've got to get him a step up, a leg up to kind of make him a little bit more presentable in the eyes of the Democratic Party. This has been coming on for about a year, year and a half, to force Feinstein out so they could open that position for Newsom. Very good point, Carol. Very good point. And it it seems like a logical strategy if if you're wanting to have uh, the governor uh, move into Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. That that makes uh, absolute sense and uh, but again i think carol what what brings this up and what lends credence to uh, to your point there is that this is this is not typical of uh, the democrats in california normally they're they're unified i'm sure that you know there are uh, a lot of meetings behind closed doors that are uh, very uh, vibrant but um, I, I think in, in terms of the public, in terms of these anonymous sources, very atypical. It just doesn't happen. I like your theory, Carol, and I think probably more than a theory. I think it's uh, probably a good, uh, good strategy, Carol. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very atypical of their group. And, and she's not going quietly. She's supposed to go quietly. They're supposed to go and say, okay, you've had your term. Now it's time for you to step to the side because for the best of the party, for the good of the party, you need to now just lay down and go away and we'll take care of you for the rest of your natural life. But, you know, Mrs. Feinstein, although I don't agree with her views on 99% of what she says, She's holding on tight. She doesn't want to let go. She thinks that she's doing the best job that she can when, in fact, she is not really, in my opinion, done a great job. But I think that uh, they're going to push her right out. She's the sacrificial lamb right now. Uh, good, good point. And, of course, not everyone in our area will get a vote on that. Uh come uh 2022 20, uh, 2024 yeah. you know that's an issue as well so i guess we're we're sitting here as uh, observers saying what in the world is going on carol great point uh and and well put well thought out appreciate you calling today and uh blessings upon you on this uh easter weekend yep All you right. too thanks mike thanks Bye-bye. so much carol 
appreciate the call. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. You know, we've seen in Washington a, a dichotomy in terms of strategies and perspectives between, I guess, what you would call moderate Democrats and the progressive Democrats. Uh, you think about uh, uh, AOC, uh, you think about uh, Tlaib, you think about others, and then, uh, and then you look at people like Dianne Feinstein. And uh, I, I'm wondering if this tug-of-war is beginning to show strains of unraveling a little bit. I take no joy in that. I'm just making an observation that uh, that that may well be what's behind here. And I, I think Carol made uh, made a good case for the fact that uh, well may be that the whole strategy is we want Governor Gavin Newsom uh, to be our next U.S. senator for that area, and uh, but we have to get Diane Feinstein out in order to do that. And I, I just think this is a cheap way of doing that. Anonymous sources to a newspaper in Sacramento. Come on, reporters. I uh, show some integrity. At least that's that's my the way I was trained in journalism is uh, if you're going to have anonymous sources, you better have some collaboration at some point that you can cite. Anyway, just my just my thoughts about uh, what's uh, what's happening there. Uh, also. Uh, want to give you some information on an interesting vote of no confidence in San Joaquin County for the district attorney there. We'll talk about that in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation. Those conversations right now, we've been talking about the attempt, apparently, by the Democratic Party in California to force Dianne Feinstein out of her senatorial seat. We're talking about motives, what's really going on, 209-551-3483, our phone number on this What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Let's go to Nick and Modesto. Nick, what's what's your take on this Diane Feinstein issue? Well, I just don't see how you can force her to leave office. I mean, she can hide under her desk until the end of her term and 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 say, just ignore everybody. I mean, I understand what you're saying, cheap shots by the media, all that, but quite honestly, the only way you can remove her from office is to recall her. She could sit there and not go to another Senate hearing or cast another vote, and there's nothing we can do about it um, if she doesn't, if if she decides that she's not going to resign. Now, let's say for if she something happens to her, God forbid, and she she's no longer in office, then the governor, which is Newsom, would make that appointment. And right. what's the process on that? Can can he point himself, or how how does that work? I don't know. Um, 
But with Diane Feinstein, uh, get back to, if she doesn't want to step down, uh, she doesn't have to. There's, she's in the driver's seat, and uh, they can beat up on her all day long. But if, she, if she's not going to want to do it, there's no way to force her to do it. it exactly, um, and and Nick, I, I think one of the uh, one of the issues here is they're trying intimidation. Uh, and and they're trying uh, to do that through the press, which to me is uh, is uh, a cheap way <laughs> cheap well, way of doing that. And again, her term I, I, ends I, in twenty twenty four. I get that, but you know what? I I don't think Diane Feinstein agree or disagree with her. She survived the Moscone yeah. uh, 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 death. She was the uh, she became mayor uh, to get where she is in California politics not really uh, it would be very hard to intimidate someone of, of that stature she could just give her thumbs down and laugh at them uh, and there's nothing they can do I, I just don't see see that intimidation coming out of there yeah successful. I, but the other issue the other issue is uh, if I would be surprised if she ran in 2024 right uh, she, yeah, first of all she'll probably lose the primary because her her ratings are what 32, 33 percent, just like Harris's ratings. Right. Uh, I don't see that. Uh, uh, you know, I would be surprised if she, if she ran, and be more surprised if she got elected. Yeah, absolutely. The other, the other side of the issue is, where's the Republicans? Who, who are you going to back? Who's going to come forward and uh, um, uh, represent the Republican? Uh, um, the Republican platform, or what? What's left of their platform? Well, and I think um, Nick, that's uh, you know, that, that was an opportunity. Yeah, thanks for the call, Nick. Uh, got to run here, but uh, thank you very much. And I, I think you bring up a great point. And this is always an issue in California. Who are the Republicans going to run? Uh, so Nick, Nick bringing up a good point, and I, I agree with you, Nick. I, I don't think, I mean, she's weathered a lot of storms. I don't think she's going to be intimidated by this, although they were attempting to do so. She may well just hunker down and finish out her term in 2024. Good, good thoughts, Nick. Let's go very quickly to uh, Debbie and Stanislaus. Debbie, what's, uh, what's your read on this? Well, rather than take on Diane Feinstein's future, I'd like to address another issue. Could somebody in your audience or yourself, Mr. Douglas, let me know specifically what is the real definition for the Democrat establishment? It's not democratic. If you all look it up, you'll find out the word ends in a T, not an IC. So could you do me a favor, everybody out there? Look it up. Well, Debbie, actually, let me let me anymore. let me interject here for a moment. Actually, it can be either, and uh, I've done the research, uh, and and because you got me thinking about that, but I did do the research, and actually, it can be used in uh, in both well, circumstances. Well, actually, I don't think so. All right, because well, that's we'll, what they we'll, use we'll, to we'll get people. We'll no, agree, Mike. Debbie, let Debbie, me we'll, tell you what I think. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hang, hang on a second. I we're think- gonna we're gonna have to agree to disagree, and I will I will be happy to come back and provide the research for you. I don't have it at hand, but I did do the research because you brought it up. And when you bring bring things up, 
I I research it. I look into it. So let me come back to you very quickly. We have about a minute left. Are there any other issues you'd, you'd like to discuss today? No, I think the issue about Dianne Feinstein is moot. She's put in a lot of decades. Mm-hmm. And if anybody thinks they're bigger and better and they could do a bigger and better job, I, I kind of hesitate to believe that. Our country's in a big mess. So... Everybody go for what you want to go for, but it doesn't look like anybody knows what they're doing anymore. Well, we're, Thank you for your time. We're, we're in a state, definitely. Uh, Debbie, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And, you know, one of the things here on the Mike Douglas Show is we can agree to disagree and still be friends. That doesn't happen very much in our country anymore. So, Debbie, uh, appreciate your, uh, your call uh, very much. And um, look forward to, uh, and again, I, I will bring, probably not today, but I will bring the research forward that I did because I do appreciate and I pay attention to what you say, folks, when you call. And uh, Debbie, I've, I've heard you say that before and did do the research, and I will bring that back just to uh, be able to say I did my due diligence. So, Debbie, thanks for the call. Always appreciate your comments as well. Mike Douglas show here on this Good Friday. And after the top of the hour on news, weather, and traffic, we'll continue to talk about some interesting things happening in San Joaquin County as well. All that as the Mike Douglas show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Don't go away. The show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And the blessings for a good Friday and Passover season to all of you. Hear from all of us at uh, the Mike Douglas Show and also from the other ministries I'm involved with, Advancing Vibrant Communities, Sherwood Bible Church, the Serving Church Fellowship, and Mission Greater Modesto, the Greater Modesto Ministerial Association, and Pray Modesto as well. It is What's on Your Mind Friday, things, uh, topics that you may not have been able to comment on earlier in the week or topics you'd like to bring up that we haven't talked about. Our phones are open on What's on Your Mind Friday at 209-551-3483. We had a conversation a little bit ago about uh, the, the use of the word Democrat or Democratic when referring to the party. And I, I have done my due diligence. I appreciate the, uh, uh, the challenge to do that. And here's what I found out. I just want to present to you my research. So the party, uh, what we know as the Democratic Party, traces its roots back to about 1792. And this was an anti-federalist uh, faction uh, that was headed up by Thomas Jefferson. Remember, the Jeffersonians called themselves Republicans at first and later Democratic-Republican. And then the party splintered in the 1820s, and the faction led by Andrew Jackson in his presidential campaign of 1828 became the Democratic Party. Now, why do I say Democratic? Because the party formally adopted the name Democratic with an IC, Democratic Party, at the convention in 1844. Now, 
the members of the Democratic Party are called Democrats, not Democratics. And, but apparently, at, at some point, Republican leaders made a, a habit of, of referring to uh, the folks across the aisle as the Democrat Party. And it was apparently meant as somewhat of an insult because the official name, dating back to the, the uh, formal adoption of the name Democratic Party, uh, again, dated back to 1844. So you can see where the confusion um, might come from. Again, uh, the party adopted this name in 1844 at their convention, officially the Democratic with an IC party, the members being Democrats. So I offer you that research uh, for your dining and dancing pleasure here on this What's on Your Mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Uh, just a reminder, uh, it is our What's on Your Mind Friday. And so if there's a topic we haven't talked about you would like to talk about or a topic you'd like to weigh in on that you weren't able to earlier in the week, we do that here on Fridays at 209 551 3483. 209 551 3483. Before I get to uh, a very interesting development up in uh, San Joaquin County this week, what's happening down in L.A.? Have you heard about this? L.A. gangs apparently are targeting rich people. According to a a captain down there with LAPD that spearheads a a task force, they've uh, identified at least 17 gangs, mostly out of South L.A., that apparently are operating independently involved in this. There have been 165 uh, robberies in 2021, 56 so far this year. So what's happening? Well, apparently these gangs are targeting some of the city's wealthiest residents in in a very uh, new and and violent manner or aggressive manner, at least. Anyway, what they do is they send out crews the gangs do in multiple cars, and they watch for people who look like they're very wealthy. Maybe it's the way they're dressed. Maybe it's uh, the restaurants that they're coming out of or the storefronts they're coming out of, or maybe it's the cars that they're driving. And apparently what they're doing in, in multiple cars, they are following these people they consider to be wealthy, and and they rob them. And so... Uh, the area with the most robberies uh, apparently at one point was Hollywood Division and uh, followed by the Wilshire Division, Central Division following that, uh, followed by the Pacific Division, West L.A., North Hollywood, and Topanga. Apparently they're not attributing the robberies to the... They're not naming the specific gangs involved, but... LAPD is saying that the individuals involved uh, are apparently allegedly affiliated with both the Bloods and the Crips. And if you're uh, familiar uh, with, if you're from Los Angeles, as some of our uh, callers are from the L.A. area, you're probably very familiar with the Bloods and the and the Crips down there, mostly African-Americans, uh, part of that. Uh, up here, the Crips, uh, as when, when we were involved uh, with Advancing Vibrant Communities, partnering in on some uh, gang uh, outreach uh, 
ministries many years ago, uh, the the Crips at that time, if I remember correctly, were uh, multi-ethnic, but primarily African-American gangs in in Southern California. So apparently because of surveillance video and other evidence, the police have identified these crews. So their their strategies are they have uh, cars, three to five cars deep, in some of the attacks. And what happens is, I guess, as uh, the victim or the uh, the target is uh, maybe pulling to a stoplight or they're pull- pulling over or whatever, that these three to five cars jump out, they blindside the victims and, uh, and rob them. In 23 cases, shots have been fired. Two victims have been killed. And so that, uh, that being reported by uh, an LAPD official that also heads up LAPD's robber, robbery homicide division, uh, he said uh, in his 34, yeah, in his uh, 34 years on the job, he's never seen anything like that. So, you know, as, as we're handcuffing police, here's, here's some of the stuff that we're um, that we're dealing with it's defund the police cut back their budget uh, demonize the police well if we handcuff the police if we demonize them lawlessness begins to run rampant and we're seeing that right now in in real time in Los Angeles all right, it's uh, What's on Your Mind Friday. Let's go back to the phones, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's go to God's Country and LaGrange, Dennis. Dennis, what's on your mind today? Uh, two things, Mike. Uh, first of all, uh, one of the people I most admire in the world who's no longer alive, unfortunately, used to say that words mean things, and I think they do too, crazy as that is. But then the whole world's crazy, so why I might as well be part of it too. But anyway, first, in regards, there's not really a controversy, but there seems to be a lot of nitpicking about war crimes, if or if, if Russia has not committed war crimes. Well, any fool, including our president, now nah, he's too dumb, anyway, uh, would know that the attack on Ukraine is a crime and, by definition, a war crime. I don't care to get in the technicalities of it and so on. Basically, anybody with a modicum of sense, which excludes 99% of the population anymore, would know that. Second thing is, (laughs) in regards to Debbie's comment, I believe that what she was saying is what I believe, too, and I know Ronald Reagan did. If you remember his speeches, he was very careful, or any time he was talking to someone from the Democrat Party, he called them that, Democrat Party. He made sure, because his point was, even back then, they were anything but Democratic, and that can be uh, reemphasized much more this many years after he's gone. And I know you're absolutely right in regards to, I mean, I don't know it. I believe you absolutely, the definition and so on. However, uh, you're also aware, I'm assuming, that uh, language changes. And we need to change it. And I think we ought to call them the treason party, the way they act. 
and uh, I'm serious about that anyway. Thank you. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate that very much. And uh, Dennis, I believe that um, was it uh, Bush forty one or forty three. I man, I'm I'm my sin. I got to have some more coffee. I got to warm up my coffee mug here because uh, my synapses aren't bringing this up quick enough. It was either Bush forty one or forty three that intentionally said Democrat Party. Uh, intended as as a pejorative, uh, basically, uh, in, in order to make the point that you were making a, a few moments ago. And uh, by the way, Dennis's reference there to words mean things, uh, a reference, I believe, uh, Dennis, that you were making to uh, the great Rush Limbaugh, uh, who, um, who we can all thank for talk radio on AM radio, regardless of your viewpoints on Rush Limbaugh. Uh, he... He, he was a trailblazer, and he really changed the uh, the whole industry as far as talk radio goes. And all of us who are involved owe a, a debt of gratitude to him uh, for that. Dennis, thanks for the call. I appreciate uh, your your uh, viewpoints as well. I agree with you about war crimes. Let, let's just, and then before I leave here for a, just a few moments, here's my theory. Oftentimes we get wrapped around the axle with, well, what is war crime? What is a war crime? What does it really mean? When we can simply see what's going on, I believe some of the motivation behind those debates are in the spirit of kicking the can down the road politically so it doesn't have to be dealt with. If we can have debates and disagreements over the wording and what the words mean, uh, then we can provide a smokescreen and a reason for not taking action. Uh, I agree with you. What more do we need to see? We've had Josh Whitfield on air here. Josh Whitfield, boots on the ground in Ukraine. He's on his fourth uh, humanitarian tour of duty right now, and he has described for us the horror. We just had a, uh, a notice earlier today. I, I read you that 900 people... Uh, near the capital of Kiev, uh, or Kiev, uh, depending on, on which which pronunciation you want to use, in Ukraine, 900 people apparently executed uh, by gunshot. And, and uh, indiscriminately, men, women, children, it doesn't matter. We have seen the horrors to debate whether or not that is a war crime. Dennis, I agree with you. It's, it's folly. Let's, let's do something about it. We'll continue the conversations in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show. On Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we are here on this What's On Your Mind Friday. Our phone number 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. I just saw this note as well. Remember, we earlier in the week, we talked about uh, these, these two... Uh, 
gentlemen that, that apparently were able to infiltrate or at least pass themselves off to the Secret Service, saying they were, they were Department of uh, Homeland Security agents. And they were gifting, apparently, Secret Service agents with uh Expense forty thousand uh, dollar a year uh, penthouses, I, I think, and also offering them uh, various armaments and and gifts and that sort of thing. And I can't believe what I'm reading right here. Uh, these two guys, and and they apparently infiltrated uh, the Secret Service detail protecting Jill Biden, uh, the first lady. Well, apparently. U.S. Magistrate G. Michael Harvey has said there's been no showing that national security information has been compromised against these two guys who who were who were uh, passing themselves off as Department of Homeland Security law enforcement. They even law enforcement agents. They even had a vehicle with emergency lights on it. Apparently. So a federal magistrate is saying, nah, don't see enough evidence that uh, national security information has been compromised. So he has rejected prosecutors' request to detain these two guys, saying there's no evidence that the two posed a national security risk, risk or made a nefarious attempt to infiltrate the Secret Service. Are you kidding me? What is happening with our judicial system in Washington, D.C. This is absolutely unreal. Have we no integrity in the federal law enforcement system left at all? Unbelievable. Let me tell you this. I'm guessing if you or I decided to go to Washington, D.C. and buddy up to members of Jill Biden's Secret Service detail, offer them uh, expensive apartments or penthouses paid for, offered them uh, mil- uh, offered them law enforcement equipment, ingratiated ourselves. If we passed ourselves off as phony federal agents, what? where do you think you and I would be right now? I can tell you, we'd be in federal prison. What in the world is going on here? The corruption is just absolutely astounding. Does does this worry you? And, and then and then we look at these two guys, foreign folks, can pass themselves off as federal agents, federal law enforcement agents. And a federal judge says, "Ah, well, don't don't see the problem there." Are you really? Have we become so? And and it make, the corruption now causes me to say. And again, we, I'm going back to the uh, the whole issue with with the phony charges about Donald Trump and and Russia. And don't give me the stuff that it was based in fact. We know that now. We know that's a bunch of baloney. It's been proven. We know the phony FISA warrants. That's all out in the open now. The FBI was compromised at its highest levels. FBI leaders apparently led the nation down the primrose path. Can we trust the federal 
government in terms of law enforcement anymore. I am aghast. And I grew up, boy, I loved the FBI. One point in my pre-law enforcement career, I, I wanted to join the FBI. I joined local law enforcement instead for a variety of reasons. I was trained, though, by the FBI in, in Long Beach. I went to their um, uh, their PIO school, Public Information Officer School. Boy, that was an experience. I learned a lot from that experience. Those FBI, those teachers, they, they showed no mercy. I learned a lot from that. That uh, I still employ some of those lessons learned, but I, I am I'm losing respect for an agency that I used to hold in such high regard. This is unconscionable. And the question is, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? And again, I come back to November 2022 and November 2024. We all need to do our research. As you know, I do not tell you who to vote for. I do my best to provide as much information as possible through the Mike Douglas Show so that you can make informed, rational, educated decisions about who you vote for. And I also try to demonstrate why your vote counts. And uh, next week, I'm hoping we'll be able to get to this. I have a fairly uh, detailed Uh, examination of DAs in the state of California who I believe are destroying the state in terms of law enforcement. And we'll take a look at that next week. Uh, Coming up in in a couple of minutes, I want to talk about uh, uh, development in San Joaquin County as well. Those of you in San Joaquin County, you may already know this. You might be interested in it. Uh, We'll talk about that in five minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues in uh, in Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Can't wait to come back and share that with you. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation on this Good Friday. And uh, we thank you for joining us today, uh, which is also being Friday, our What's On Your Mind Friday. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. Let's go uh, to Modesto and find out what's on Lee's mind. Lee, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. hi. Can you hear me okay? Uh, a little bit, uh, breaking up a little bit, but let's see how it goes. Go ahead, Lee. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, so uh, regarding these uh, uh, people who infiltrated the Secret Service and all that, and uh, I'd like to posit something here. Um, so... All these very strange things that they're doing, um, and, you know, if you recognize me, you'll know that I think that, that it's all part of a plan. But if you listen to um, uh, Biden and all his uh, talk about um, white supremacists being the biggest risk in the country, uh, you know, white supremacist terrorism and all this stuff, 
I think they're really trying to gin up something. They're trying to get us to, you know, do something to go kinetic. (laughs) So I hope everybody's really patient with this uh, and see what we can do with the system first. But that's got to be what it is. Uh, I've tried, I've thought of like, you know, what else could it be? It's that, you know, uh, they will do anything because, you know, like the Twitter, you get Twitter and the truth gets out there, then people are going to prison, heads are going to roll, lots of high treason going on. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, with these people, it's just like with the uh, January 6th thing. You know, there's very, lots of, of stuff being spewed out there and put out there because they have the voice of the mainstream media and all that. And um, uh, same with this. They, they, they don't want to investigate these people. That's my theory. They don't want to talk to them. They don't want this to go any further than this uh, because everything they do, has to do with uh, white supremacists in America getting some kind of revolution started or something. Uh, you know, so anyway, just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, Lee, thanks for the call. Uh, and and uh, your your phone's a little bit bubbly today, but I think I think we got the, the gist of it. Uh, Lee, I, I would kind of summarize this this way. Uh, if I'm hearing you correctly, and that is that if it if whatever it is doesn't support the narrative, the main narrative, then it's um, it's the old thing. Nothing to see here. Keep on moving. Keep on moving. Nothing to see here, uh, uh, unless it does support the narrative. And I think your example. I, I think you just used an example of January six twenty one. That supports the narrative, and and therefore we're going to bring the the full force of uh, federal prosecutors and federal law and federal prisons and federal intimidation upon those folks. But for for these guys, doesn't fit the narrative. Therefore. Uh, nothing to see here. Keep on walking. Nothing to see here. Keep on driving by. Don't slow down. Uh, don't notice what's going on. Don't notice. And and my friends, this is one of the great lessons learned, I think, in life as we mature, is that we need to notice what's going on around us. We need not to allow the media and politicians to put up smoke screens and accept those. We need to look beyond the fog. We need to dig a little bit. And uh, through that digging, we're able to arrive at uh, some interesting facts, and then we can make up our own decisions. But if we just rely upon social media and a mainstream media that uh, is corrupt as well, we're toast because we're operating in uh, gray areas at very best. Our phone number here, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about toxic systems here in, in a couple of minutes, but I want to get your calls in first. Area code 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Uh, let's go up to Escalon. Jeanette, what are your thoughts today, Jeanette? Hi, Mike. Um, happy Resurrection. Um, I... Um, we're thinking about the, the discussion about the term, you know, uh, uh, democratic, uh, Democrat, and so on. So if you go back to the Federalist Papers, which is really, uh, you know, if you're into that, uh, it's a really good read. Our founding fathers really wrestled over, you know, these terms. And when you think about it, we are not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. And we have representative uh, government. In California, we actually could be called 
a democracy because we are ruled by the majority. Mm. It's one person, one vote. Don't the Democrats preach that? The Republicans, on the other hand, uh, do um, respect uh, the voice of all the people, uh, whether they're in California or in Wyoming. So if you're in an area that has less representation, uh, you know, one voice, one vote, one voice, I mean, I'm sorry, one, one person, one vote, it doesn't work in, in like in the, mid, you know, in the, in the midsection of our country. So the, the, the beauty of the Republic, the Republic you, uh, I want to say Republican, right, Republic, is that is that, that representation then uh, enables people in less populated areas to have a voice in the government. People in, the, in, the, um, in California, in the Central Valley, where, what has happened to our representation? Well, we're not part of the majority. And what, what happens to our vote? If, if, if we were run more like a republic in California, it would totally turn things around. So, you know, I think the Democratic Party can keep their name. Rather, um, yeah, we just lost, lost your party. signal there, yeah. Jeanette. Uh, th- thanks for the call. Um, the, the, the cell phone gremlins appear to be at work today. Jeanette, thanks for the call very much. And uh, Jeanette bringing up a very, very good point that we always need to remember. We are not a democracy. We're a representative republic. But then she provides a clarification that in California is pretty much one one party rule, and it is more of a democracy here in in California uh, rather than a, a representative uh, government. So, uh, Je- Jeanette, some some great points. It also brings up Jeanette uh, the importance and the value of the electoral college, and so many people who really aren't familiar with it will say, oh, "What a dumb idea." That needs to be uh, that needs to be jettisoned. No, the electoral college is one of the last hopes we have of preserving this republic. In my opinion, we we can talk about that at a later date. I don't want to monopolize our time on the electoral college today, but Jeanette, uh, your your comments uh, bring that to mind. It is what's on your mind Friday here at the Mike Douglas Show. 209-551-3483. Let's go up to the road of peace to Lodi. Ed, what's on your mind today? Hey, just a couple quick things. Uh, first first of all, real quick dovetail on to, to Jeanette. Um, a, Demo- a democratic process is great, but democracy is really just mob rule, so we got to be careful with that. But... Um, but what I really wanted to say was, uh, with uh, regards to Diane Feinstein and, and everything, and again, I'm not a big fan of hers, but I'm, I, I think this is endemic of a, of, a, of a thing that we've been doing for a long time. If a, if a voice comes out and it says something and then it's echoed and echoed and echoed, it, it sort of gets the, the value of almost like it's a fact. And I mean, you remember the taxes, the tax issue with Mitt Romney, and you remember, you know, the Russia Gate with, with, uh, with Trump. All that stuff is is completely just echo chamber stuff, and it's not necessarily uh, real. And we don't know what's going on with Diane Feinstein. She just lost her husband. I'm not a fan of hers, but at the same time, I think this is cowardly, and it's just typical of of what we do these days. We just sort of, you know, take pot shots and then echo it. 
And uh, the second thing I want to say in regards to uh, Russia and, and Putin and, uh, you know, the entire thing is, is a war crime. I mean, he had no reason to really invade. And I think um, it's just one of those things. All the atrocities that have happened are terrible. And, yes, I think war crimes are being committed all over the place. What's holding us back and why we're, we're sort of saying it in one way and saying it different at other times is the fact that Russia is, has a fearsome nuclear capability, and it does have a, a military that's beyond what we're seeing right now. And we are definitely and wisely so afraid of that. And unfortunately, bullies do, when they have something to back them up, get away with it. And uh, that's that's what's happening right now. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that's why it's happening the way it's happening. And those are my thoughts for today. Yeah, great great thoughts, Ed. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Ed, Ed bringing to mind, especially regarding war crimes, uh, we, we don't need to debate the meaning of what a war crime is. We, we have seen it. Uh, we've heard firsthand evidence from eyewitnesses of what's of what's going on there, and and so Ed, uh, I agree with you. Some some great points there, and uh, I, I think oftentimes the the quibbling over terms in uh, in government, uh, the quibbling over fine points, the addition of add, add, this drives me nuts. Adding to bills to put uh, sometimes really unrelated things and add it to a bill just drives me crazy. I would love for see, uh, to see us both in California and in Washington, D.C., uh, to establish the law being, or the rules being, that if you're going to write a bill, it can only be about one thing. You want to add something to it, try to sneak it in under somebody else's bill. No, you have to bring your own bill forward. It has to be separate. I don't know. What do you think? 209-551-3483, our number. And uh, just a reminder, if uh, if you have the tradition of attending uh, Easter sunrise services, I'll be sharing the main message. Uh, this coming Easter Sunday, this Sunday, at uh, gates open at 6 a.m. We are underway at 6.30 a.m. at Lakewood Memorial Park in Houston. Uh, 900 uh, Santa Fe Road there. And if you happen to have that tradition of going to Easter Sunrise Services, love for you to stop by and say hi. Pastor Ross Bryles, my mentor in vocational ministry, will be uh, with me there and uh, leading us in prayer as well. So I look forward to seeing some of you on Sunday as well. All right, we'll continue this conversation in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend, it's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show on this What's On Your Mind Friday, and of course, Good Friday as well as uh, people of faith uh, celebrate uh, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ this weekend. And uh, again, also are are, uh, recognizing our our friends out there celebrating the Passover as well. Thank you all for being part of the mix here on the Mike Douglas Show, where we 
have the ability, thanks to iHeartMedia, to be live and local, to give you a voice, to agree with each other, and sometimes to agree to disagree. But that's that's the beauty of the marketplace of ideas, the way it should be. And that is to have a safe place where we can discuss issues and have other opinions and be able to walk away from it, acknowledging each other, affirming each other, and still uh, carrying on as friends. I so much appreciate your willingness to engage in that. Uh, very quickly, I want to talk about our phone number here, by the way, 209-551-3483 on this What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. By the way, and, and again, we thank iHeartMedia for uh, giving us the second hour that we have <laughs> And have you noticed, even with two hours, we don't get to everything that we had planned, and that's fine. Just so much appreciate the time with you, and we'll get to these uh, subjects uh, in in the not-too-distant future. I want to talk about toxic systems. We've been discussing the the apparent corruption in Washington, D.C., involving uh, federal agents, phony federal agents of late, and now a federal judge who says, phony federal agents, ah, no problem. Uh, You know, the fact that they tried to ingratiate themselves to the Secret Service detail protecting Jill Biden, ah, no no problem there at all. And, And then we look at the way that uh, grandmas and uh, folks that that may have acted unwisely uh, on January sixth, uh, twenty twenty one. Uh, a lot of them uh, in federal prison. A lot of them intimidated by federal prosecutors. Just doesn't make sense, does it? It doesn't seem like we have an equitable treatment of justice for everyone. Thought we'd be at this point now in America where we would be able to achieve that, but apparently not. We're seeing the evidence to the contrary. When there's when when you face uh, being in a toxic system, and this can be at work. Uh, I will tell you, as a pastor, there are toxic church environments as well. There, I have been in. Uh, toxic systems in organizations that I worked for, both in the government, uh, the private sector, and uh, in the nonprofit uh, ministry sector as well. How do you deal with that? You have a couple of choices when the toxicity raises its head and you have what we call situational awareness. You notice what's going on. And the first thing that happens is you are made to try to be uh, ashamed. You are shamed for noticing what's going on. You are shamed for that by the people in authority. That's a big indication of a toxic system when you are shamed for noticing something going on that you know is not right based on evidence. So what do we do? And, and there, there, there's no easy answer to this. I've been part of toxic systems, and I've learned that in some cases, you have to make a choice. Am I going to stay in the system and attempt to change it, to influence it for the better, or am I going to leave? And that has to do with counting the cost. Because believe me, if you stand up to a toxic system, 
and you start seeing the first evidences of a shaming attitude from those in authority trying to make you ashamed for even noticing that there might be something wrong, that's when it's time to make a decision. And if we make the decision, we're going to buck up, we're going to stand firm, and we are going to attempt to change the system, just be aware that choices have consequences. And that in the process, and I speak from personal experience, we have to be willing to take the hits and even the friendly fire that comes as a result of that. Or... If we count the cost and we say, nope, not worth it, because we also have to consider the effect upon our families as well, upon our spouses, well, upon our spouse. That didn't sound right, does it, spouses? I meant that collectively. Uh, but we have to consider the effect upon our spouse, upon our upon our children. I have made some decisions in, in my careers that I have, made on the basis of the toll I thought it would take upon my family to stay and try to change the system. Other times, I have said, for the greater good, I'm going to stand firm here. And with my family's concurrence, we've, we've taken the hit sometimes. And so uh, if, you have, uh, if you're in the CEO position, what do you do with a toxic system? Because that toxicity runs deep. Sometimes you just have to break the system up and start anew. You ever been on a project that's going sideways? I've even, I apply this sometimes to sermons. If I'm, uh, if I'm struggling too much with a sermon, I go back to the, the very beginning and say, you know, Mike, you got off track here. God's saying, nope, 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 you're not on the right track. You, 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 you went off target here. And so I scrap it, delete it, and start all over again. Sometimes you have to start all over again if the toxicity of a system runs too deep. And I think what, uh, what Donald Trump found with the toxic system he faced was he didn't remove a lot of those who were highly toxic, and I think he, he suffered for that. Same thing happening now in Washington, D.C. Can we remove enough of the toxic people to make a difference? I don't know. Well, friends, have a blessed Resurrection weekend, a blessed Passover season. I will look forward to rejoining you Monday from 3 to 5 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And this very special weekend, peace be with you.